0: Humboldt Holding Up is sponsored by the North Coast Co-op and Humboldt Hydroponics. You know, uh, the North Coast Co-op, no mystery that it's the favorite grocery store of Humboldt Holding Up. We go there for lunch all the time. Andrew, I know you love the solids. Also the Poke
1: Bowls, but I shouldn't say say that out loud because then there'll be a rush on the Poke Bowl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, whatever it is that you love, they've got it there at the North Coast Co-op. Go check them out at both Arcata and Eureka.
1: And Humble Hydroponics, they are located at 1302 Union Street. That is uh, right next to the Broadway Cinema, unless in case you don't have a map in, in your brain. Uh, you can visit them there, and their knowledgeable staff will help you with all your growing needs. Humble Hydroponics, locally owned and operated. it's humble holding up the lost coast outposts lo-fi podcast in need of supervision my name is andrew goff
0: and i'm stephanie mcgarry luckily for us we've got a supervisor in this the house is, today this is, what,
1: this is what we've needed the whole time <laughs> yes. so yes today on the show we have uh, virginia bass and for uh, the last uh, 11 or so years uh, Virginia has been the 4th district supervisor for Humble County. Um and earlier this year she announced that she would not be running for re-election. So we thought we'd have uh, Virginia on the show just to talk about, you know, what 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 this time has been has meant to her and uh, go into a little bit into her past as a as a as a waitress and bartender at her dad's restaurant O.H.'s, and uh, just ask her a little bit about what she what she sees uh, for the future of Humboldt County.
0: Yes, and her take on the candidates that are vying for her job, all of that great stuff. So very excited today to talk to Supervisor Bass, aka Virginia. Let's get her in here.
1: Hi. Hello. Oh, sorry. I am horrified to think about how much time you've had to spend in front of a screen these past two years. So we really appreciate yeah, Well,
2: yeah. And I'm not looking like it should be on one today, but
1: oh please.
0: Well, you look fine, but also uh just to be clear, we only post the audio from this, so no video. So you yeah. you okay, can yeah. you can rest easy on that. All right, yeah. good. Okay. On. Well,
1: uh, yeah. So I, I'm. I'm not. You know. First of all, yeah. Again, I, I appreciate your your willingness to do this. I don't know if you've you've listened to any of these or or what you were expecting this chat might be. But I. You know, with you announcing that you wouldn't be running for re-election this year, we were just kind of hoping just to talk a bit about your time as as supervisor and about the various hats you've worn uh, in your time here in Humboldt. Does that sound completely agonizing to you? <laughs>
2: Now, I, and compare, no, compared to most of what I get to do, that sounds just perfectly lovely, you know. Okay, um, let's have I, a you know, lovely
1: time, Virginia. <laughs> lovely time. When the, so when this is all said and done, uh, you, you will have spent 12 years here on the board. Um, you know, you're the current longest serving supervisor. And something I've kind of observed about the job is that it, at least in part, is defined by the person who holds it. Um, And I I think of like two other very different personalities on the board. On one hand, you have someone like Mike Wilson, who seems very invested in policy and big picture stuff. Then you have Rex Bone, who, you know, if a tree falls on your street, you can call Rex and he'll get it handled. You know that. So I wonder, like, how you've come to understand the job of county supervisor over your tenure um, and how you would describe how you've approached it.
2: Wow. Yeah. I think I'll start going back even to where how I got here sometimes I'm wondering how that happened but um <laughs> you know I was in a, the restaurant uh, business for many years with my family I was remembered as a waitress but i I did all the business aspects of it you know that was that was my primary job for a long time but I do think the working with people gave me a, a, an opportunity to learn varying ways to deal with different things challenging situations and trying to diffuse issues and you know so I think I had some good training ground and then I went to the city for 10 years and then I came over to the county and I realized county is very different than city so it's almost like starting over again to to learn but I I think here uh, I think we're all generalists at least I consider myself a generalist Mm -hmm. Um, I think Rex is too you know we all know a little bit about something but not a whole lot about well some people know more but I like to think that you know, I I actually don't consider myself an expert in anything, if, but I like, you know, somehow running meetings seems to be a forte. So I, that sounds okay. like a whole thing to be defined as, but, but um, yeah, it feels like I'm a, a traffic conductor sometimes, you know, trying yeah. to right. keep things moving. Um, so I always think of Mike as really big into policy. I think I'm more procedure, but I'm also um, based in the, you know, the human part of it. You know, I was telling you um, before we started that I had received an unusual phone call when I was on a Zoom and it was uh, some community members who um, they they have a a severely mentally ill child, an adult, um, can't get any help. I mean, it's just been an issue going on and on. And so suddenly suddenly came up that it needed attention quickly, you know, and so um, in situations like like that it becomes a very different process it's not about procedure it's like how do you try to connect somebody to the people who can help them how yeah. do you let them know that they're being heard um it doesn't always work but you know you pull the resources together and um so it's it's just there's different aspects of this job uh, I, I think i'm drawn to i'm probably not i don't say I'm, I'm not the biggest policy person but i'm less of a policy person um, it's just, you learn as you go. And I think the person I was when I started 12 years ago, almost 12 years ago, had a really different idea mm. of what, what I thought the job was. And yeah. you
1: know, what, what did you think the job was when, when you were you know, running for it? I, I remember that a little bit of that campaign against uh, Bonnie Neely, that was kind of first when I was just first kind of paying attention to things. And that was, that was contentious, so like if you, and, yeah. and, but you, know, you went, you went <laughs> through that. And what did you think you were getting into?
2: Well, um, you know, I, after being in the city, I think part of my world was, you know, I just assumed it was going to be just an extension of what you do in the city, you know, just a bigger family. It's a lot bigger, not just the size, but just the process and the the various um, commissions and land use planning. Uh, it's a much bigger animal than I, than I thought back then. And even when I announced that I wasn't running um, I apologize to Bonnie Neely for for, you know, probably being a little rougher than I needed to be or because like, I didn't really know I, I made assumptions. And so I understand that now you know, hmm. like, so I figure whoever whoever does um, take over for me, I'm more than happy. I said, I'll be here, you know, not like I'm going to start hanging out in their office or anything, but. <laughs> You know, I I want to be able to at least help because I didn't have that. And I mean, let's be honest here. When somebody, when an incumbent loses, they generally don't probably want to hang around and show the new person the ropes or whatever you can. So I can understand that. Um, But I think, you know, in many ways, that's actually a disservice. I'm encouraging all of the candidates to talk to the different um, Department heads, yeah. you know, I'll provide contact information. I think.
1: Yeah. Now I will point. You you talk about not hanging around after. A, I will point out, Virginia, you you haven't lost. You, you've decided not to right. not to run. I, right. a, no, right. but
2: there's in other cases where somebody. Yeah. Has, yeah. No, I. Um. I. I. I just think it's 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 a better um, continuity of government. You know, to me this just yeah. seemed. And I, I. I enjoy my job most of the time. Yeah. I love it. Sometimes. Sometimes I question my sanity,
3: Hmm. but, uh,
2: (laughs) but, you know, I, what I've noticed is people stay too long and when they become unhappy, I mean, I've known some who have been miserable the last three years of their office and I'm going, you know, I'd rather leave when I, I feel like I brought some value to the organization and I still can.
1: Can can I ask you about, you you know, what, what all went into your decision to, to not run again?
2: Uh, well, it will a lot um and I think one of the precipitating factors, I think was uh, my mother passed away in um August.
1: yeah we heard the condolences
2: yeah, and thank you it's 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 been a really interesting nearly seven months just trying to sort things out, but you know that was one of the when that happens um and I've heard other people say this, you kind of uh, i think step back and reevaluate your own life and and, and it's kind of like um, so that that was kind of like the piece that really um, where this this kind of started accelerating. You know, thinking about that, um, i vacillated back and forth multiple times. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable now with uh, not running. Yeah, I, I got a few hours <laughs> left. Actually, no, <laughs> I have file right now.
1: Yeah, you, so, got, no, you got to go, oh, 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 I see. That's yeah,
2: that's true. you can. Uh, I can still do it. That
3: would be fun. It's, uh,
2: yeah, it's, um. you know, I think too, part of it is, I've seen a lot of um uh, elected office holders who try to put this nicely, and I don't know how exactly. Um, Let it out. No, yeah. uh, no, and people start making decisions not based on what they really believe is the right decision given the circumstances in the community, but they're making decisions based on whether they think it's going to um, help keep them in office.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: And I think you see an awful lot of that um, in not just not Humboldt County, but in the larger world of the electorate. You know, I, there tends to be a, a bit of that, and so one nice thing about not running is it doesn't, you know, people aren't, they can't be coming up saying, well, we're not going to vote for you if you do X, right. Mm. We're not going to vote for you if you make this decision. It's like, okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So kind of, I can make, I think I can make some bolder decisions and that's, um, you
1: know. Uh, Can you think of like a specific example of something that you, maybe you, you know that is coming up that you, my, you might decide diff somehow differently than you would have if you were facing an election.
2: I don't think I do. I, I you know, I can say that now because I'm not going to have to do it. I just think sometimes people find themselves, um, say, where there's a really big issue and perhaps there's a very hostile crowd,
3: yeah. and you know,
2: I'm I've just seen it. So there's nothing in specific I'm looking at that's coming. Yeah. I mean, we have some fairly big uh, things happening here, but who knows if they're going to get to the board in yeah. the time I leave anyway,
3: right.
2: you yeah. but, know. Um, but people, you know, it even happens with um, the, the, uh, the whole COVID response and, you know, the threat in other communities, if you followed, if you look at Shasta County, really, good man, really good man got recalled, that was unbelievable. But, it, but you know, it's, it's become that kind of an atmosphere where, you know, you can do something you think is completely right
1: and you, you find yourself in the middle of a firestorm. Yeah. So. You 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 paid attention to that that thing that happened over in Shasta? Because I, I guess I'm I'm curious what what your kind of take on that as as someone that had oh. to you know kind of take those slings and similar slings and arrows from kind of just
2: yeah very you know have, animated yeah.
1: constituents. I don't know what what was your kind of assess, assessment of that?
2: Well, the hard thing there, and I I know. Um, I mean, we all in our office know Supervisor Modi who's retired. He one of the like best people you'd ever find, and. Well, More mm. on the conservative spectrum, right? Yeah. Um, but a reasonable, but he, in Shasta, there's this, this um, upwelling of some really bizarre uh, behavior. Uh, one of the newer supervisors two years ago, when he came in his first meeting, it's right after the, um, wasn't it, it, was the first meeting, the same time Supervisor Bushnell started, so a year, over a, a year yeah. ago. Okay. Their chambers were closed. He opened them up, you know, invited people in. No masks. They started showing up. You know, bringing ropes and saying lovely things like, you know, you guys made ammunition expensive. Good thing rope is cheap. You know, yeah. it just
1: Adorable. the rhetoric. Yeah.
2: On the rhetoric just started really um, gaining steam. And so they were trying to recall four out of the. I think it was four out of the five or three. It yeah. was three. And um, Leonard's was the only one that got the right bill, but. And he's lived, they've lived in the community all their lives. Kids went to school there. He was retired um, police chief, you know, um, and a reasonable person. And it's just seeing what happened to him. And you know, when you have a recall, not everybody votes, people don't necessarily pay attention. It's an off off, you know, off time. You know, you don't yeah. necessarily think about it. And then the person who ends up winning probably got. Quite a few less than even the people that didn't want to be the recall, at right. all the, way the recall system is set up
3: yeah
2: anyway but there's a lot of articles and you've probably read some of them and there's some fairly really large um, uh you know magazines and tv and it's been like if this could happen in shasta county it can happen anywhere
1: yeah yeah i think we we all went a little wacky in our own ways during these last two years but yeah they're the the extreme rhetoric as you mentioned you know even the stuff that we we saw in our in in your meetings uh i'm really hoping to move that we're going to move past that now as we, we we move out of like uh shelter in place and mass mandates and all that stuff like i hope that our we can become a little bit more grounded and will will remains to be seen i guess but yeah. we'll 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 cross our fingers
2: well it's you know it's um it's different in every county uh One of our employees went to work for San Diego County, and he was our clerk of the, one of the the deputy clerks, he worked on our board. He basically was the guy who had to run all of our, you know, all this stuff at the meeting, taking care of all the clerical duties. And he moved to San Diego, and I watched the first meeting, it was showed up, there's some station that does, um, oh gosh, something about, what do they call the people in the audience? The audience, the people that go to meetings all the time. Um, oh, there's a gadflies. So there was yeah. like some station, like a YouTube station of yeah. this week,
1: gadflies. Watskis, I, I think, is what they called them.
2: Yeah, I had this crazy <laughs> <greatest,
3: laughs> <greatest> guy
2: in <laughs> a green shirt, and it was Ryan's first meeting there, and it lasted. The meeting was like twelve hours, and I thought, "Oh, so are you so glad you left us?" Getting uh. paid a lot more, but <laughs> Yeah. We actually, Here's- we, we've been really lucky, you know. Um, sure. Even with yeah. the folks that are um, not happy with the decisions we made regarding um, yeah. asking and stuff, I've met with, you know, three of the more uh, frequent commenters personally. And I think Michelle was the first one to do that. And so at least we kind of know we're all people and just yeah. trying to understand the very basic. It's like, you know, we're all people, we have a different belief on on what's happening yeah. but we should, that doesn't mean you have to hate everybody and we've been really fortunate so far in our two meetings in person that it it's been very mellow
1: so we so we want to talk um more about your your time on the board and like what the future holds but we but I wanted to back up a bit and and talk about you know how you got here and you you brought this up uh a little bit like you're 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 a eureka lifer yeah
2: <laughs> yeah sounds like right. yeah I have yes. a life sentence exactly yeah. <laughs> I don't mind being other places but it's always when I come home to Eureka
1: yeah yeah yeah. but you were yeah. you were born you were born here yes yeah and every yeah. time I
2: drive I, I drove back from Sacramento yesterday and you know no matter what direction you come in you just feel you know once you get in Humboldt County you just leave yeah. your home for some yep.
0: yeah you got that fog yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I feel
1: safe. Uh, yeah, I I I was born here too and I you know the the pace is correct, the trees are the right shape, like these are this is this is where <laughs> yeah. this is where I feel oh, things sure feel correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. so well I'm 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 a bit too young to remember the the OH's heyday and you brought brought this up but you know, to hear other people tell it, you know, that and and you, this is this is a big part of your story, right? Your your, your dad owned mm-hmm. OH's steakhouse or townhouse right. here in Eureka. Um, and uh, Hold I, I, on, I thought, I'm
2: here, just I'm getting something. Oh, okay. Keep talking. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh, oh there, there you go. go. Oh, you came you came to oh, get
2: okay.
1: uh, yeah. a a, a picture of your, your dad, OH Bass for fourth district supervisor.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah no, the re- the restaurant was kind of funny. It's still in fact there's we're resurrecting an OH's night. I'm gonna, and there's gonna be some for fundraisers too. But there's people that are still, after 14 years of being closed, there's still there's still a fan base, which is fun. And yeah. some of them are not too young because there's a lot of people who went there as kids.
1: So it seems like it seems like OH's represents uh you know like a like an old Eureka to to a lot of people, and a lot of people have a lot of a favor for it. Like I, I was, so I've I've always kind of wondered, like what who who was your dad? Like what was what was he like? You know, first of all, what does OH stand for?
2: You know, that I, have, I used to get asked that all the time, and he was born in Mississippi, multiple, you know, kids. I've never met any of my aunts or uncles on his side, uh-huh. um, but uh, he, he had an initial, you know, OH was his name. And okay. the, the bizarre, bizarre thing is years you know, after my dad died and my mom got remarried um, to a wonderful man who we always call George, he doesn't have a real name either. His name was G.W. So I don't know how that happened. Why my mom? Oh, no. yeah, unusual. I have no real yeah. name, But um, but yeah, he so came from Mississippi. He came out here. How old was he be now? He'd be he be almost uh, he'd be over 100. Wait a hundred. Yeah. Anyway, oh, it was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. And uh, but he had relatives that lived out here, so he followed. Um, and they opened up. You know used to work as a meat cutter in Safeway okay. back in the day, and then just started a series. He probably had maybe eight different food establishments through the years. And it's funny because now that I've gone on to the um, like Eureka, you remember when? Yeah. Uh, site on Facebook, people—they're a wonderful source of information. I mean, I've got all the this, um, this wonderful information, but. And um, this is going to sound really weird, and it's not like I've gone in the men's room myself, but at Seedrill, um, <laughs> there's an old newspaper on the back wall, and yeah. three of the, um, it was like an entertainment listing, and three yeah. of the restaurants were my dad, so he had multiples at okay. the same time. And,
1: okay, um, this was, a, and this was, was thinking, an empire.
2: <laughs> yeah. The Empire. <laughs> and, um, yeah. When I was born, uh, yeah, it had a couple different hamburger stands.
1: You know, was... Describe the scene at, at OHS. Like, who? What kind of people gathered there? <laughs> and like, well, the scene was first of all red Naga hide. Um I remember yeah, they, actually, those those booths survived those booths. Like, when it became yeah. Nocturnum. Like they 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 still had those old booths.
2: You know where <laughs> those are now?
1: I do not. Yeah.
2: They're actually now at the Inn at Second and C, and they're right oh, that's now. right. No, I did. Okay. I didn't know. Okay, yeah. right. Uh, cool. The first time they came in, they weren't covered yet. I sat back there in a meeting and I sat back in one of them, just a booth by myself, going, oh, so sad. <laughs> uh, um, it was basically, you know, you could go to like some steakhouses in Vegas and it's the, you know, the red, the red wallpaper, you know, the yeah. Naga hide. We had a, a meat case where people could pick their own meat out when they came in. So when they a a steak, you picked it. Um, it was just you know but it was like a family you know we yeah. had employees there for very very long periods of time we had more kids grow up there because you know moms even even you know, 35 40 years ago there were a lot of babysitters you know a lot of single mothers uh, in the yeah. industry there and and so we had we had kids behind the bar eating Cheerios we had you know I mean we we constantly were People's babysitters didn't show up. And so um, it was a place where basically families grew up.
1: So what was what was your first role there?
2: Um, I filled salt and pepper shakers. That's okay. right. <laughs> what is the correct
1: way to fill a salt and pepper shaker? <laughs> no, I
2: don't remember now, but. Oh. Uh, a I funnel, to, using a funnel. Down when I was little and, and I was a bus girl. And yeah, I remember one time my dad left me behind. He forgot me at work. My mom oh my was, gosh. My mom was not happy. And then, um, sorry, and then like this bartender pretty soon, you know, by the time it's done, it's like the only thing I didn't do is cook the steaks because, right, I never really did get it. I still haven't got the hang of doing that, right? Ah, I know okay. what but, I like. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but um, what, what kind of, what would have been like the the sort of time, like the years ish of you waiting oh, tables there instead of the
2: bartending? The waiting tables. Started in probably nineteen
0: eighty. Okay, yeah, I'm just trying to get a picture of like what a a, hap, a a packed steakhouse would have been like in Eureka in those
2: times. Like, were people still smoking inside? Oh, yeah. And just
0: like, yeah, when that's
2: non, when <laughs> stuff. When non-smoking stuff, I mean, the restaurants were all freaking out. I mean, throughout the state, they were freaking out. Yeah. Was in the state association. But um, yeah, and the facility, it. A lot bigger than than it looks from the outside it was like 8,000 square feet and we, mm-hmm. we had the capacity of seating 500 people
3: oh wow um,
2: and back in the days where the mills were going i mean i've got pictures of i found pictures of my dad's campaign stuff there of all of all things and i remember being like in junior high or maybe sixth grade being so miserable because people were crammed in and they're smoking everywhere and yeah. Did
1: you, did like, you have to, did you have to deal with like rough characters where yeah, like guys
2: ruckus.
1: like, like grabbing at you or like, what?
2: what? Oh, well, yeah. You know, hmm, there's a lot of interesting, uh, sorts. I mean, there were days back and, um, we didn't have a lot of the cannabis then, but we had a lot of the fishing industry when fishing was a little more rough sure. and tumble, right. And, yeah. You know, there, there'd be some really, um, interesting, um, uh, um, situations, I guess you'd say, but, and then there'd be groups, you, know, you have your customers that's, that's um, that get maybe inappropriate. I mean, nowadays they would definitely be inappropriate, but you know, yeah. back then yeah, this is really bad because you go, eh, it's, it's kind of unexpected yeah. and I never felt that I had to like smack somebody upside the head, but,
1: but, but maybe you would know. now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and I'd wear yeah. really, I'd wear really spiky heels, and I'd probably take them off and whack them. No, so yeah, it's really changed as far as that, but right. I still see customers all the time, and um, mostly, mostly good memories in that. You know, yeah. was the day where there was Lazios was still there, and you had sure. Roy's. You know, so much of it is gone now. Mike's is closing. Mm. Right, Mike's hamburger. Yeah. Right there, and uh, they represented a time, there were a lot larger, um, a lot of large gatherings. They were the, the, the mills. Um, the mills basically helped, I mean, almost our entire existence. Right. They were a constant source of banquets. Right. You know, you had large, large gatherings all the time. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have been a restaurant um, during COVID.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: And I, I think there's several who did a really good job of, of surviving um, and, and adapting, but like I, people ask me now, they say, well, you're going to open up a, a restaurant again.
1: It's like, no. Sounds, <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds daunting. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. It's probably the only other thing I can think of that sounds like it might be about as stressful as, being on the the board of supervisors is like a yeah. lot
3: yeah. a
0: lot of work but you you I, did mention earlier you you kind of you said that you know starting out in that the family restaurant business kind of you know helped lead you in into yeah. politics a little bit and and sort of gave you some of that those skill sets I think I, that 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 helped with it and i thought that maybe i i totally get that as somebody who like worked in the restaurant business for a long time too i see it like oh you have so much experience with dealing with people and like you said you do a lot of the procedural stuff in the meetings which is also i think of as being like skills you learn in 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 bartending and waiting tables like can you talk a little bit more more about that and um, how it's carried you into politics
2: yeah well it's a you know, obviously, I showed you in my dad's picture, and when he when he ran and when he served, I thought it was a, I couldn't figure out why anybody wanted to do it. It's like yeah. it
1: was the stupidest job anybody could ever want. You know? Right. So just just to be clear, so people, you showed us that thing that said he was running for supervisor. He he, how, how many years did he serve as a supervisor?
2: He, he did one term. He didn't yeah. really like it, which we okay.
1: we, we already kind
2: of knew that. It's like because he would. He, you know, he was so invested in the restaurant and doing it. He was kind of drafted and he was not a, he was not a political type of a guy. And he also wasn't extremely studious kind of a guy. He was a doer. He's kind of like a Rex. Okay. But not. He's like a Rex light, I guess you could say.
3: <laughs> and, uh,
2: and it was, uh, you know, the amount of reading that you have to do. He used to get up and go into the restaurant like at six in the morning in a suit, cut all the meat, prep the restaurant come to the courthouse and try to do this stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I was too young to, I don't even know why, you know, I wasn't ever part of that decision. I just know he was glad when he didn't do it the next time. And um, Mm -hmm. like I said, I thought it was really stupid. And, you know, years later, I ended up running for office (laughs) and I'm thinking, I don't know what happened, but (laughs) I got, I, I got carried away. Someone
1: was, was your dad, was your dad still alive when you, when you did that?
2: no he didn't he died in 86 yeah okay. but yeah. Um, it was funny because people used to love coming to the restaurant especially when i was mayor and yeah. even if they didn't necessarily they didn't vote for me they still liked the mayor to wait on them. so i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's that's been that kind of like as as people like the the mythology behind virginia bass is is kind of been explained to me Is like oh you know she's she served a lot of steaks which gert which garnered her a lot of favor with a lot of people so like when they saw her name on that ballot they're like i really like her because yeah. i could i think i can think yeah. of all the full full bellies that she has provided me like did, sure. you, did you did you did you find that to be an actual correlation yeah
2: i think they i mean i knew, I knew a lot of people so i think yeah. from that um you know uh, it probably did did drive some i mean Didn't my hurt. dad's last name I've had some people say that was it it's like well that was a long time ago but um yeah I think I think you do enough things around here for long enough I mean Rex again you know people know Rex from multiple different angles right and so even even for me it's like well the restaurant is like one of the bigger bigger ones it's not like the it's not the only thing you know I mean I you know, you know people from all sorts of things. I think I don't know now that you mentioned that, I, I I'm sure it helped because it, I did know a lot of people. I still see people and I can tell them what they ate. I can tell <laughs> you I could tell you, and from doing door to door, I can tell you Yeah. Right. I, I can yeah. tell you who you know who lives there, I. Um, I you know, so it's it's I think waiting tables and being a server or a bartender, you also your memory gets an opportunity to uh, really be Flexible and keep a lot of strange little pieces of information in it. As yeah. you get older, I'm finding it's harder to pull that information out. <laughs> yeah,
1: right.
2: <laughs> so you, Absolutely.
1: So you'd go on, you know, to serve on the Eureka City Council and as mayor. Like, and what what motivated you to jump into pol into politics? Those those first roles that you served.
2: Yeah. um I, I call it an accident. At times, uh, I was really involved in the Chamber of Commerce. And at the time, um, my city council member was Jim Gupton and he was going to run, but it was really easy because there people were trying to enlist me to run against somebody else, but I wasn't I wasn't in their their ward. So I was like, oh yeah, I know, if I was in their ward, yeah, I'd run, but I'm not, I live in, you know, right here. And so I could say that and had no fear of needing to do anything because I wasn't I wasn't living in a Ward that had an open seat, mm-hmm. and then the last day of filing, um, the person that had was my city council member didn't file, and I got a, was you know just a random phone call. I finally now know who it was that called me, and I had just left my Kiwanis meeting, and I had one of those big bag phones, just yeah. saying. And <laughs> I remember being parked um, down in Old Town, and this person said, "You know, Jim's not going to run. Are you?" And I'm going, sure. (laughs) And then, you know, you hang up and I'm thinking, I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my mother. Who's my boss. I didn't, I didn't consult anybody. I didn't even, if I, you know, truthfully, if I had gone home to think about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. And so being impetuous, um, well, sometimes, you know, get you in trouble. I think it actually worked in my favor at that time. Yeah, but,
1: I would say so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and you know, the first election, um, there's myself and Peter lavalley and another, another um, person we never really met, you know, I'm still not, I don't remember the guy's name. But his uh he didn't and he didn't show up in any any of the um, things that we did. But you know politics that that back back then, oh my gosh, it sounds so long ago. Um it was different here. It was before I think, you know, in face FaceTime, I think they launched in like 2004 and I, I think things really started changing as social media really took sure. off. The, yeah. that first time around, you know, there's myself and Peter. And I think we were both just running because we thought we had something to offer the community. It was a, a very nice, very clean, you know, campaign. And it was it seemed like such an ideal. Idealic time yeah and now i see um how most of the elections are now not just here but elsewhere it it's um it's different Um,
1: yeah would you say (laughs) would you would you say that if you were looking at running for office for the first time under the current how how things are these days like would you do you think you would have gotten into it
2: I don't now, I, you know. I'm generally, um, I've always been a person that is not risk averse, but um, I try not to rock boats a whole lot. You know, mm. I mean, again, things you learn from, you know, say the um, service industry, you know, yeah. customer's right. You have to you keep that philosophy knowing sometimes that they're really, maybe not, but you, <laughs> you... and in this job, um, unfortunately I learned, you know, Customer can't always be right because you've got multiple customers. Different, and multiple yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And, uh, but it's, uh, I don't know if I'd be jumping in, into it now considering what you see throughout the nation.
1: It yeah, it's, it's almost grim. seems
2: like, you know, bless people's hearts for wanting to put their name in.
1: Yeah, right. it's, it seems wild to want to step up in this in in this atmosphere.
2: Yeah. yeah. I still have, I'm going, you know, people keep saying, oh, you're retiring. It's like, well, Kind of retiring, you know, I'm still too, I think I'm too young to actually retire, retire. And now I now I figure out what, what am I what i gonna, you know, what am I gonna do when I grow up? You know, I've got yeah.
0: Well, you know, you've been serving on the uh, as a supervisor for like you said, almost 12 years now. And you know, you've definitely participated in just countless decisions that have impacted Humboldt County. What are you most proud of accomplishing in in your time here?
2: You know, I think the things that you that I'm most proud of are the things that don't that aren't splashing. You don't see. I mean, sure, yeah, it's great on the waterfront. You know, you got name my name on the ground. People can go step on it if they want or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see, but you know, I think the part the ones that mean the most to me are. Um, just making a change in order that actually has an impact. And I, it's, this might be, it's always a little hard to follow, but one of the ones I remember the most was um, like the Danco project, uh, both over on Samoa and uh, the veterans facility. Mm-hmm. Those kind of projects um, were companies like uh, Danco. The way they get their funding from the other sources, you know, the outside sources, state, federal, governmental, um, it's a really elaborate process, and it can take them years of submitting and not getting it, having to resubmit something, and that things change all along the way of what the needs are and what the requirements are, and and so it was like this process, and it was it was it's just constantly changing, and and I had was told um, by uh, it was Chris Dart, who uh, I think still works with Dan, And we were talking and um, he had mentioned something called, uh, you know, we all know about the voucher system, right, for housing. When they have these project based vouchers, which we didn't have. And I said, well, what's that? And it was basically you could use those housing vouchers, but not put it to a person. But actually, there's a way you could, could uh, you know, take a hunk of it and put it towards the project as a match, which would then make you eligible for the other funding. Mm. But in order to make that happen, we had to change the voucher system here, which meant working with the housing authority. And it took about a year because uh, Wes, the guy there at the time, wonderful guy, wasn't totally sold on it. Um, And one time there was him and Chris Dart, I, I basically, i was in an office and I, I didn't lock them in there i really didn't but it, it was like okay let's hammer this out how can we see this move forward in Humboldt county and so it ended up there was a process it finally got done by the um you know uh housing authority but it made the difference in getting um, projects done you know so i i sit there and i'm looking it's like well nobody that is such a it's kind of like a whole wonky thing to even think of like well that doesn't seem like you did anything it's like no we changed the process and changing the process in fact my eyes twitching right now it's like it's not easy <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um, but, you know to me seeing those projects go up um you know and, and helping with the county cobble to together you know, their funds it's things like that actually um mean a lot to me things like working you know, even trying to get a home for eight ages to move in, which is now pinnacle for the treatment. That was a really painful time. You know, I thought it was the right thing to do. And I thought it was a great project. And hmm. when we, the first location, you know, people were saying how I'm, you know, they weren't saying very nice things, put it that okay. way, you know, it's yeah. like our children are gonna get killed. How can you do this? And it's like, we need treatment, you guys. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's been a lot of um, little pieces. I'd love to say I'm most proud of you know X, Y, or Z, but I think it's more whatever I've been able to accomplish that helps um, you know in the bigger picture, not just yeah. the splashy take a picture here picture. Yeah.
3: Sure. Is there anything
0: you wish you 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 know you could have done more on or any you know upcoming? Things or projects that you that you wish you could kind of see through before your uh,
2: exit? I think there's so much happening on the peninsula. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's 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 a hard time to leave when you're, you know. Like so when I was at the city, we started the Hickshari Trail. So that was actually by the time we did the like um the next piece of it, it's me and Frank Yeager I have a picture in here of the two of us. It's like, Jesus geez, it's been like 10 years and we're still here, but, um, (laughs) you know, uh, yeah, there's just, but there's so much of this potential out on the peninsula. Um, I think there's so much opportunity out there. You know, I don't know which projects are going to come to fruition, but, you know, it's like a rebirth of the peninsula. I mean, it's taking, it's taking years already, but I, I just think there's, there's, there's so much opportunity
1: and, um, if if you oh, had well, to that. if if you had to venture to guess would you would you imagine that this this nordic uh fish farm goes goes through like we 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 see this right. actually
2: come to fruition dangerous. on the peninsula i'm finding it's really dangerous to guess on anything in politics yes. it doesn't happen too often um okay. you know uh, and of course we it'll it'll be coming to us and no matter what happens it seems like everything will get appealed to us anyway so you know i have be mindful of, you know, I don't know all the information yet. It would be, it would be nice. I know they have been very um, they seem to have been very in tune as a community trying to get all the information out and helping sure. people, you know, understand or providing additional information. Um, you know, it, it it remains to be seen when we get it. I'd like to see it move forward because I put so much effort. We um, really know, unfortunately, it doesn't always work out that way.
3: Sure.
2: And uh, so there's that, and I mean the wind farm, all that. I'll be, I mean that's still years out, but that's pretty yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah. So we're, so, I mean, we're getting, you know, near the time that we have this. I have, a, I have a couple more things that we we wanted to to throw at you before before we go. You know, so you've you've decided twelve years is is enough supervising. You have these three people now who are vying. For your job, Natalie Royo Kim and, and Mike Newman—you know these are <clears throat> these are known entities to people who pay attention to local politics. They've all served on Eureka City Council. Um, I think it's safe to say they are vastly different in in what they would bring to this board. Um, I wonder if you'd be willing to kind of give your individual assessments of of, of these three people. I know that you've you, you've publicly endorsed Mike Newman. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Yeah. As, you, know, um, you know, my my philosophy is when I'm looking, and some people don't agree with me, obviously. Uh, but I think, you know, I think the county's going to be okay. I, I think there's sure, yeah. something to learn. Yeah. But there's <laughs> people that are really, you know, afraid of one candidate or the other, and and um, you know, and what I really appreciated is I've had conversations with Natalie. I've had conversations with Kim kim asked one of the best questions um, of me and she says if you could give me honest feedback what do i need to change Uh, you know so i think i'm seeing them work through you know how to adjust to this different role um you know i think you know kim uh very much uh, is in many ways leads with her heart i mean she's very passionate about what she believes in yeah. Um and you, it's great to be passionate. I think she also recognizes that you know she there's other areas she needs um will need to learn about, you know, but I think she, she you know, if, if she wins, I think she will be able to fit into the role. Um Natalie, you know, I think some people are trying to peg her as being too far to like the left or something. And I think what really little realistically can you say reality realistically speaking <laughs> you know I, you know she's she is um you know someone who I think has a broad range of interests her family's you know she's a Coast Guard person she her family has a background and um uh similar what is it uh my brain is now I'm really my brain is like mush anyway so she's got you know I think she can see things from both sides um depending where she comes down, uh, she's very, uh, belly and we had several of the same people. She was kind enough. She, people she asked to support her were waiting to be, see what I did. And so I thought that was really nice, you know, and I appreciate that, um, that, uh, she shared with me that people were, you know, even if they didn't want to support me in the future, they basically at least didn't hate me. I guess I should say. And then, um, no, yeah. oh, yeah. so, and, and I think with, with my, um, Newman, what I where the reason I have put my support there is I think with his time on the planning commission and his time on the finance advice, I mean on the Measure Z committee, mm-hmm. I do think that makes a difference because land use planning was was I still struggle with land use planning. And I think those people, those people, the people who serve on our planning commission probably have a harder job than we do a lot of the time. Because they're having to sort through these really difficult projects first, you know, and then you know, they might get to us, or sometimes they don't, but they seem to be appealed a lot. But uh so I, I think his knowledge base in that respect is good. Um I think some people see him as too much of a maybe a conservative candidate. And I, I what I like to remind people is I don't think it matters. This is local local government in California. We're supposed to be nonpartisan in local government. I know it doesn't work that way, Yeah, <laughs> but it's like if people make decisions and um, I don't see my decision that's over to the right, I think he's quite moderate in his decisions. I think he's thoughtful.
1: So there, there, there's also another supervisor race this cycle, you know, um, incumbent Steve Madrone will be challenged by Larry Doss. Uh, and I note that three of the other current supervisors, yourself included, have decided to endorse the challenger in this race. Uh, what what's up with that? What is, what, what did Steve do to uh, upset? Uh, the... <laughs>
2: not, not, did he not use not all the butter?
1: Or is like a, in, a, in, a <laughs> in the snack room? Oh, no. like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: actually, um, you know, we come from different things. I I think we've overall are learning to work better together. Um, part of where I you know, my decision was with Larry is. I've known him a very long time. I know him to be a really hard worker. Um, I used to rent my I rented my campaign office from him back in the day. So I mean, I just have a um, a history with him. I think he can really um I think he can sink his teeth into the job, and I think he could do a fine job. I don't always agree with um I think that Steve is not so much about his policies. And I think he and I have actually talked about it. We had a pretty frank conversation a few weeks ago, and it's like sometimes it's the approach, you know. And um, and it's and it's hard, you know, trying to when you're trying to bring five very different people together, and obviously there's gonna be a butting of heads. That's just gonna be, but you know, overall when you start looking, you know, I, I see similarities. Uh, I mean. It's just kind of funny, people aren't as different as they think they are when they come in here, but uh, but some, it just makes it harder um, just I think I think approach matters So yeah. but you know i'm I'm not going out of my way to cause any grief for Steve. I think he's okay you know, he's, he's really doing what he feels is right um, for his constituents, and uh, we may have differing opinions on. Um, On how things play out, uh, I mean, we had a recent board meeting um, that was a bit contentious where I do feel like he, um, you know, he was a little bit um, harsh, I think, with um, somebody who is a project, you know, working on a project. And I just, I just, I just, I think, um, yeah. I just have a little issue with the
1: approach. But um, but it sounds like you don't think that there there is you don't think there's an existential threat to the to the county if any of these people win you know and like whether whether it's I, Steve, I Steve or Larry so. or Kim or Natalie or Mike uh, er, er, everything will be okay. So. You
2: know I'm I'm am uh, the remember I'm the white I'm the waitress who you know I'm I'm going. I know many people who feel very differently. You know they are very um, concerned. My My thought is, you know, when the voters speak, you know, it's not always perfect. I can think of at least one other area where that is, I think, pretty true. Not on the board, but, uh, you know, um, I think the county will survive. <laughs> I, I and on that note. Yeah. 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 No, it anyway, well, It's just it'll yeah. there's always a period of adjustment. You know, when I yeah. came on board, everybody was afraid to talk to me because Bonnie had been here for 24 years. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I think it was really hard for them to try to figure out what to do with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I I I just want whatever happens, whether it's you know, this race or the other one you know, I just hope people can settle down quickly and, and move on. And at least with the um, fifth districts race, I think that'll be done in June. I mean, and mm-hmm. right now there's sure. right? no not know not yet anybody else. Yeah, there won't be anybody else if Steve's in there, right? So, uh, um, right, yeah. you know, and so in, that, in many ways, that's a good thing because campaigns really take a lot of energy out of people and they take your focus away from your job. Yeah, And that's another reason um, I, you know, when I said there's big decisions, campaigning does take your focus away from this job, because it's like a second time job, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we're, we're pretty much at the end here of of our time, but we want to thank you so much, uh, Virginia, for taking the time, supervisor, fast. Uh, for taking the time, oh, to, probably, either, I'm like, yeah. either formal or informal, uh, for taking the time to talk to us. And, and during another, you know, Zoom, um, I know that you're busy and probably have something else you have to run to, but, um, you know, okay. just... Quickly, before we we go, I mean, you. We know you're not planning to open a restaurant, and you're not planning to go to Sacramento. So, you know, what is <laughs> next?
3: Not, not yet. What <laughs> is, yeah. These are the two
0: things we've ruled out for now. uh So, what what is is next uh, for you? Do you do you have a plan? No. That's
1: a, yeah. You
2: know. That's, I, that I, sounds
1: I, nice. That sounds nice. Right. Actually, no, I, no plan I, at all. I,
2: let's just say I'm 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 planting. I'm you know I'm 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 sending out. Feelers, you know, like where can I fit? Um, And and there's there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Locally, I mean, look at all the stuff at Cal Poly. Um, So cool. I saw I was driving back from Sacramento, and on Highway eighty, there's a billboard for Cal Poly Humboldt. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um, saw the new
2: billboards too.
0: Yeah. And I went, wow.
2: (laughs) You know. yeah, so it could be you know a lot of former supervisors will do
1: consulting.
2: Um, yeah. Did did you I did think,
1: you want to did did you want to work for Loco? Is that was that is that I did, on your I offered, radar?
2: I offered I offered that not long ago. Remember? Okay. I, yeah. Actually, yeah, I can. I'm I sure hanks into it. I think I could just, actually, I've been thinking about real estate too. I've always loved it, but there's so many realtors, but yes, there are. are <laughs> yeah. But, you know That's yeah. funny. Rollin and sells real estate now okay oh so, and he's a he's a dj sure and when i saw his picture on him going but like, he's recognizable
1: yeah you know so
2: i guess yeah. very you, good.
1: you you have you have name recognition you could sell some houses i could you know anybody,
2: <laughs> i can be i can be located by uh, sending an email <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you got any upcoming openings let me know
1: Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. well, well, cool. Well, well. Thank again. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, you know, we'll be we'll be seeing you. We're we're going to be following the election season, and uh, and the board meetings are always a source of joy and pleasure for us to tune into. Uh, especially the public comment. We love it. It's it, it, it fills our hearts. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I feel the same way. Actually,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um it's. It's been overall a wonderful experience, yeah of yeah. course, and in my brain though, I am going, you know, let me just say on lo- on loco, there's a lot of um I always get a, there's a lot of a lot of negative comments, which is long yes, long. yes. and most right. of them most they're mostly people I can't trace or find for having names, but yeah. but uh I hope that someday when i this is no longer my job that um I hope people can realize that we're actually people yeah you know and uh i seeing you know just the way people uh, treat people online under uh, anonymous um it's it's i find it really disheartening
1: i i also do yes <laughs>
2: so i just yeah. try i try not to look and then somebody will send me some picture
1: and yeah we will, in in Thanks. the coming years, we will attempt to fix the internet. How about that?
2: That would be nice,
1: thank you. Okay, yeah, you okay. have my word. Yeah. Right.
2: Thank you for right. the time
1: today. Yeah, thank you, Virginia. Yeah, thank you too. Yeah, get, get, out, get outside.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much again to Virginia Bass for uh, taking the time and then during another Zoom to talk to us today. Yeah. You know she's a busy lady but uh yeah it sounds like she doesn't know what she's gonna be doing next yeah and that if you're <laughs> if you're
1: hiring uh virginia would like uh, to like a call i don't know uh yeah let's see what, open, could we. just what see can where we, the
0: wind takes
1: her so what, what can we find for her to do at loco
0: um, maybe she should just go back, like, to bartending. I think that would be cool. You know, oh, no, <laughs> you know, like, no, we who should. Wouldn't, who wouldn't want to go or, or order a drink from
1: a former uh, Humboldt County supervisor? Why don't we have her cover the soup's meetings?
0: Oh, that would be <laughs> that'd be even better. Yeah, is
1: that a, is that a conflict? There we
0: I go. Yeah. So, well, you know, yeah. Sorry, Sorry Ryan. Ryan. So yeah. right. <laughs> he, he probably wouldn't shed any tears yeah. over it. Anyway, well, but thank you again and uh, for listening. We'll see yeah. you guys all next week.
1: Just another reminder that Humble Holding Up is brought to you by the North Coast Co-op. And as somebody who uh, operates, works in Old Town Eureka, let me just say, When those lunchtime hunger pangs hit, I find myself drawn to the salad bar at the North Coast Co-op. What I do is I I go, I take the spinach. I really go overboard on the the, the, the tofu chunks. And (laughs) um, some, you know, a bunch of onions. I also, I'll throw some chicken in there with the tofu. I go heavy on the protein stuff is what I'm saying. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it as much like not a vegetable salad as possible. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was really hard for me, you know. The, the salad bar went away during COVID for obvious yeah, reasons for I a remember. little bit. Um, I remember but that was back. really hard on you. It was yeah. really hard on me, but it's yeah. back. And uh, oh, and then I put I, I cover it all with the the balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, yeah. Because it's like in my mind, I'm doing something healthy for myself, but I don't know if I ultimately that's what happens. I really I I I like a I like a fat salad.
0: Well, there's no place better to make yourself a salad than at the uh, North Coast Co-op. So let's let's go get a salad right now, Andrew. I can't wait
1: right now. So Steph, there's a bunch of grow shops in Humble, right?
0: I think so. <laughs> yes, yeah, Yeah.
1: And, and and one of those happens to be Humble Hydroponics, which is located at 1302 Union Street. Do you know where that is?
0: Uh, yeah, of course. That's right over by uh, the Broadway Cinema.
1: That's correct. There ah. Yeah, there you go. And Humble Hydroponics is committed to helping their community through tough times by providing discounts, keeping prices down whenever possible.
0: Oh, well, do, do they have soils, oh, nutrients, yeah. supplements? Yes. yes. Yeah, what about trellis, bamboo stakes, watering tools, peeing uh-huh. solutions?
1: Generally liquid. Look, they have lighting, LED and otherwise, trays, inserts, perlite, rock wool fans, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Wow, they have everything. And and where is Humble Hydroponics located again?
1: 1302 Union Street.
0: Right, right by the Broadway Cinema. Uh-huh.
1: That's right. Give them a call at 707-443-4304.
3: I, okay.